Hello. I didn't see you there. Come in. Sit down. Let's have a chat. Welcome to the Headspace Invaders. Ah, I can't even get through that sentence. It's so, so cheesy. It's ridiculous. What if that's how we started every podcast? That'd be the worst. Um, hang on. Let me make some, let me tune some shit. Hold on. All right. We're going to start over. Hey, everybody. This is Adam from the Headspace Invaders. See, that's better. That's better. Uh, this is Adam. Uh, Davey and I just got finished with our long but super fun weekend at Planet Comic Con. Um, we're currently going through hours and hours of interviews we had with so many awesome Comic-Con attendees. It might take us a while to condense it into an easily consumed podcast. Otherwise, it would be like eight hours long, and I don't think you have time for that, really. In the meantime, here's a podcast we recorded a little over a month ago, but we thought we had lost, but we found it. Um, lucky you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. How's it going? It's going good. Yeah, it is going good. It's going well. Um, so we're back, everybody. Yes, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for uh, tuning in um, to uh, Headspace Invaders. Don't forget to follow us at Hspace Invaders on Twitter. You've already found us on Facebook or on the internet, www.headspaceinvaders.net. Hopefully you found us otherwise. It'd be really weird that you we, just randomly list tuning into us. Are we the voices in your head? Maybe. That is fucking even weirder. So if we're the voices in your head, kill everyone. <laughs> um, so someone mentioned, a work colleague uh, mentioned to me the other day, uh, who, who is a podcast listener. Oh, good. Uh, um, you know who you are. Uh just said something the other day about bronies. Oh Jesus! Do you know what? Do you know what yeah, bronies are? Yeah. Have you ever heard of bronies? I have. Uh, you want to talk about them? Um, uh, if we have to, <laughs> sure. Well, I just think it's so. No, no, no. Feel free. Yeah, no. Go ahead. I don't hear what abstract. you have to say about this. Right. Um, sure. And I so I looked it up on the internet. Of course. I, I hope somebody like listening right now is going sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, it's about like, time. Finally, finally, fuck all that Fucking Doctor Who hell. shit. It's about time we got to. Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, bronies are people, adults, male and female, but the majority seems to majority be male, male yeah. uh, who are fans of the My Little Pony um, television show, which, you know, I'm familiar with. Are you familiar with that show at all? Uh, uh, not the newest. Like, ever watched I it? mean, I remember like the first like in the 80s when the, the My Little Pony came on. And right. It was like, yeah, it was Hasbro, I think. It was just yeah. like a cartoon made around a toy, just right. like. G.I. Joe yeah. or whatever. Okay, yeah. fair enough, yeah. Uh, well, my daughter likes it. Sure. You know, and she knows Good. all the names That's, of the brownies. Right, absolutely. She's five. Absolutely, it's, right. It's, it's Target m- audience. Perfect, yeah. Right. And and me too, because I'm the one who has to pay for these little My Little Pony toys that she wants sure. because she watches the show. So, right. yeah, they've, you know, it's brilliant. And um, and, I've, and the show's not brilliant. I mean, it's obviously brilliant marketing. But um, but this is about adults who are into the show. Right. Um, and there's actually a documentary out there called Bronies, the Extremely Unexpected Adult Fans of My Little Pony. Okay. It's a three-hour-long documentary. That is a wildly appropriate title, too. Right. I have not watched it because I'm not fucking crazy. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to judge if I say I'm going to judge, but I'm fucking judging here. Uh, I think that that's just a little too much. I don't know. I'm going to have to, like, I, I want to pass judgment. But I've not seen the show. I'm judging here. You know, I'm going to so, judge. I'm sorry. I uh, never do that. Right, but right. Yeah, I don't it's know. too don't, much, man. I think people can be into whatever they want to, and I'm not going to pass judgment. But Good luck to them. But seriously. You've seen is, the show, though. I've seen the show. Okay. I, I, just, I just think it's a little too far. And hey, man, whatever you're into, I guess. But still, 
I, I've watched even parts of documentary and they seem like they're super happy and good luck to them and right. you know and they seem like they're persecuted too which is brutal and it's yeah, awful it's you know? terrible come on let's let's wake up out of that but seriously though I mean if you're going to be that much of a kind of cosplay you know nerd about something you know and I'm even when I'm saying this it sounds wrong in my head right, just because right. who I am but you know shouldn't be something like you know, I don't know Star Wars. Or I mean, I don't know. There's right. so much out there. Why this specific uh, you, kids show? So you you've at least seen this show or an episode or two. I've seen, yeah, okay. yeah, multiple There's, times. You can't like pick out one thing in the show that's like you maybe go like, oh, okay, well, I get it because I this. I mean, I, it's. I mean, it's like cautionary tale stuff, you know, like. Uh, or you know, lesson but, stuff. That right, kind it's of all like, meant to be like kindness yeah, and like, happiness oh, and yeah, be good to each other, and, and that's great. That's fucking great. Sure. But I don't get the connection then with. Like frat boys who are dressing up as My Little Ponies, right? You know, you know, and obviously this, it, I it's somehow when I saw this, I started obviously thinking about the uh, the furry kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Where people dress up as mascots sure. for as a sexual thing. Go for it. Is man. this is this brony thing a sexual thing too? I mean, I don't well, even know. I don't know actually. Um, I did see. Uh, I came across one of the nerd websites that I that I followed. They had a trailer where they showed like a YouTube video, a trailer for um, uh, the guy that does all the like the. Spider-Man and X-Men and Avengers porn like it's all and I can't Axel Braun I think is the guy's name it, the costumes for these I mean these the pornos are incredible like they they've gone back and used like the classic X-Men costumes and they're, they're brilliant they're all brilliant yeah. but they he also I think it was him that did the, uh, like a My Little Pony porn and it's pretty disturbing you yeah, know I don't, uh, I don't I mean you know teach their own yeah, fine whatever to you, but, but still it's I just kind of I mean not just from a, I don't care what, you know, what you, but just, I just don't, I cannot for the life of me, and I can usually key into, like, different things, even the fucking mascot, I mean, I know that's even the story, but, you know, there's, you know, it's all about dressing up and, you know, losing yourself in the fantasy, I get all that, but the My Little Pony, how do you, yeah. how does it make the jump it from, it seems like that's like sullying something so innocent and Kind pure. of, I mean, and maybe that's what it is, maybe I, they need to kind of, they need that in their life and they're kind of pulling back from something in their past and they need to kind of reconnect with that as, on an adult level. I, mean, I wonder I don't if know. it's like a hipster thing, like, you know, like hipsters a couple years saying. ago were like hanging out with all their non-hipster friends and their, their non-hipster friends are talking about like, did you watch a sports game or... You know, did you watch the latest episode of Breaking Bad? And hipsters don't like anything that that you know mainstream likes, so yeah. they're like, "No, did you watch My Little Pony? <laughs> you don't, do you? No, I was watching it first. You know, like that kind of thing. Yeah, and then just kind of you know, because you I'm watch a brony, anything, bro. Right, you binge anything, and eventually you become like attached to it. Like, well, this show is shit, but I've got to watch the next episode. Let's go to the Brodio. The Brodio. God, that's genius. <laughs> that is fucking. Um, Genius. I Hashtag <laughs> Brodio. <laughs> yeah, I, it's it's. Oh my god. I, and I kind of want to. I mean, I don't know if I really want to go, but I, I, you know, see, I'm going for the wrong reasons. I mean, it's not fair for me to kind of say I want to go to laugh because it that's seems like an easy unfair. target too. Like, yeah. it's easy to make fun of, and maybe that's yeah, it. Maybe. and that's kind of not. And they they all looked really happy. You know, no one seems to be hurting anybody. And right. they in this documentary, the parts of this I watched, they did look really super happy, and they're it's kind of making you know completing them in some way so and maybe maybe that's what we need to focus on like with so much like fucking hate you know going on right now right. so much persecution and so much like homophobia and so much racial shit maybe that's like okay you know what maybe this is just an escape like it's a something you can attach yourself to that's like actually hurting no one it's cheer for the bronies but i guess uh, all hail the bronies you know what that more power to him like i'm not coming to your brodeo <laughs> but uh you know I'll, I'll help spread the word i suppose i don't know all right that's enough that's enough talking about brodeo Today on the podcast, <laughs> yes, uh, we're going to do some who talk, uh, but maybe not how you think. Actually, right. we're going to. 
Um, Planet Comic Con is right around the corner. It's mm-hmm. about a month away. Uh, so we're going to talk about that a little bit. That's actually some pretty neat things happening there. Yeah. Um, Davey wants to compare Spider-Man from his past. Yep. Spider-Eyes. Uh, Spider-Eyes. Spider- Spider-Men's. Did you ever have Spider-Man underoos? No. No. Did you ever have any underoos? Uh, I did have some kind of Captain Avenger. It was some kind of generic oh, superhero. Okay. Like, you know, they were probably bought in the cheap store, like the ver- Irish version of Kmart. So it wasn't, you couldn't have like, you know, Licensed, Captain Marvel. Right. It was just Captain Avenger. Right. I, yeah. I did have, yeah. That, so. Captain Avenger. Um, we're also going to talk about some movies that we've seen recently. And yes. then we're going to close, as always, with one of Davy's movies that he loves that aren't sometimes doing all that well in the theater. Mm-hmm. Or, I suppose, yeah. Or haven't. Or haven't past. in the past, right. Yeah. Uh, so. Yes. so buckle in. Listen up. So we've been getting a lot of feedback. Well, not a lot of feedback, but I've been talking to some people who We listened. don't really get a lot of feedback. Well, yeah. You should feedback us more, please. Right, please. Yeah. Feed us, us back. Tweet us some questions or something we can talk about. Let's get make this interactive. Yeah. Um, but a couple people that I've talked to have given us some pretty good feedback. But one thing that keeps reoccurring that I think is funny is uh, people go, man, you guys talk about Doctor Who a lot. We do? No. Uh, well, I mean- I don't know what too much is, but they say we do talk about the hoot stuff. And I don't know, maybe if it's just because it's not as accessible as some of the other things we do. Everything else right. is kind of like randomized and whatever. Stupid. Um, everything else is stupid. Everything else is stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so that's, you know, that's one. I don't know if you've heard that at all or if anybody I said have that. heard that, actually. Yeah. That's one yeah. of the few, you know, critiques. Well, obviously, no, no one likes to critique because this thing is awesome. <laughs> right. well, that's, but that's one that's of the things it. that people have said, like, oh, you know, talk about Doctor Who too much. Right. Maybe... Yeah. Maybe not talk about Doctor Who too much. Right. So we've, you know, talking to those people, we've thought about it. I'm like, well, okay. Right. Um, so, you know, given that, uh, we're going to do some Who talk. Yeah. Let's yeah. talk about Doctor, Doctor Who, shall Who. we? Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, so I came across something funny on BuzzFeed the other day. Now, right. Bu- BuzzFeed drives me crazy because it's always like, uh, which Friday Night's Light character are you? Or which Nickelodeon show are you? I know, honestly, or, I've fallen into the trap which, many which, times at this point. Which Vladimir Putin are you? Yeah. That's a real one. And <laughs> really? So, yeah, are you yeah. the Vladimir on the horse I with his shirt off? Are right. you the one in the... Are you the one that hates gays? Are you <laughs> the one that hates gays? Or are you the one that really hates gays? Or are you, the I one mean, that hates gays with a shirt on, the one that hates gays with a shirt, shirt off, off, the right. one that hates gays with a bow and arrow in his hand. The one that hates gays wearing only short pants. Yeah, got it. Um, but uh, I did... He's a fucking brony, I bet. <laughs> oh, God, I hope so. That would be fucking amazing. Anyway. Um, but the one that I came, came across the other day was really actually well done. Uh, is what if Doctor Who was American? Right. And it wasn't just, it was actually done from kind of like this alternate reality. Like Doctor Who has existed in the United States as a United, as an American product for 50 years. Right. And so it's just a list of like the doctors who, right. you know. The and I skipped entity. over this when I saw it and I was like, yeah, no, I don't read that. And right. then you sent it right. to me then in a, in a tweet or a text and I clicked on it and I was like, oh, it's this thing. And then I read it and I was like, oh my God, I'm such an idiot. I almost missed this really fucking cool thing. Right, yeah. Because so, it is really fucking cool. So we want to talk about um, this article, who they're saying, like, if Doctor Who was American, which actors would play which particular Doctor? Keeping right. in mind the same characteristics of the Doctor and, like, right. the point in the career and, like, the show series. Right. and yeah, So so basically, I'm going to read the English actor's name Correct. and then the BBC actor, and then Adam's going to combat that or come back at that with, with the, the, fictional, the American. fictional American. And it's it really is, I mean... It's pretty good. They did a, Whoever wrote this piece did a really excellent job. Yes. Um, so, okay, William Hartnell, first Doctor William Hartnell. Uh, first Doctor, Burgess Meredith. Interesting. Burgess you know? Meredith, uh, known as the Penguin in uh, the 60s Batman and yeah. uh, mark, mark, mark. M- Mickey from the Rocky. Get up your bum because Mickey loves you. Yeah. Uh, I think it's, I mean, just from a visual 
yeah. standpoint. I mean, they're, works they're very, very similar. Yeah. And yeah. Burgess Meredith, I remember him being in multiple uh, old Twilight Zone episodes too, and he seemed to have that kind of cantankerous, cranky Crotchety old, old man, man yeah. vibe. Yeah. Uh, really good. I thought that's Charismatic. good. I was like, because all these seem to make sense. That one, like, first of all, great start, makes a lot of sense. Right. Okay. Okay. Second Doctor, Patrick Troughton. Second Doctor. Dick Van Dyke. Dick Van Dyke. That's a good one. Yeah. That's I don't really even know good. why. It just kind of makes sense. Yeah. Because he's a little bit more playful than Burgess Meredith. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah just but, a complete spin. Yeah. But still kind of, you know, has a dark side. He was, because he was a raging alcoholic, wasn't he? Yeah. Like uh, in real you know, life. Just, very well groomed, you know, like mm-hmm. not a hair out of place, you know. Yeah. Clean shaven. That one, for me, was like. A little bit dapper. And right, time period wise, they've really done a good job of keeping this, like time wise, what was happening to the BBC versus what was actually going on in, in American TV at the time. So. Right. Um, okay, third Doctor, John Pertwee. Third Doctor, Vincent Price. That's a good one too. Yeah. You know, Vincent Price, uh, he would have been a brilliant Doctor, I'm sure. As a, like a science, yeah. like science officer, science madman, yeah, yeah, yeah. for and sure. Because that's what he played in every single horror film he oh, ever yeah. was, was in. Um, probably more difficult to drag him from the big screen to the television though, I was sure. sure. But uh, but still very very consistent in in the John Pertwee mode. Yeah, yeah, um, I agree. Fourth Doctor, uh, all time favorite Doctor, mine anyway. Tom Baker. Right. Uh, this is brilliant. Fourth Doctor, Gene Wilder. Whoa! Oh, I know. Perfect. Like fucking hell. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Because you know, I've always like Tom Baker. It, it could be Willy Wonka. Right. Willy yeah. Wonka. Tom I mean, Baker. Willy Wonka. Like, Gene Wilder. You know, those guys were competing for yeah. that role. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like he could have been in uh, Young Frankenstein, Tom uh, Baker. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah, a super eccentric, quirky weirdo. You know, brilliant. Or, I mean, because I, I was building up to that when I was scrolling down through this thing. I was like, well, let's see who they have. As, right. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. let me see let what me see. You, you've got. I'm like, gonna email yeah. this damn whatever. Mill, right? Yeah. You know, and yeah. then it was like, Gene was like, perfect. Yeah. Couldn't have picked a better one. Absolutely. Uh, fifth Doctor, Peter Davidson. Uh, fifth Doctor, Kyle McLaughlin. Eh. Yeah, a I mean, little bit. I was like, oh, really? That, I mean, I guess. It, I mean, you like a younger kind of quirky, right? Yeah, yeah. But still, I thought like I don't know if I really a hundred percent got that one. But I lo- like Colin McLaughlin. I mean, like what he's done. But right. I don't know if I. But that was Peter Davis. Kind of tough, you understated, know? just yeah. sort of. Yeah. yeah. He w- he was vanilla, so I guess that's vanilla. Yeah. Uh, Sixth Doctor, Colin Baker. Sixth Doctor, Christopher Walken. <laughs> yeah. I kind of like that one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you if know? you want to like, well, we need to. We need to strange this up a little bit. Right. We need, we're not sure what this guy's going to do. I mean, right. yeah. Like Colin Baker, yeah, crazy Colin Baker. And uh, crazy Christopher Walken. Yeah. I mean, just to imagine him being Doctor Who with those long pauses and stuff, <laughs> his delivery would, would have been just amazing. It's got to be the Zygons. <laughs> yeah. the, I mean, I don't know. I can't do a Christopher That's Walken. That's good. No, fuck right. that. That's good. You should do that more. Um, seventh Doctor. Sylvester McCoy almost killed the show. Tony Shaloub. I call bullshit on this one because I like Tony Shalhoub. Sylvester McCoy is awful. Yeah. But I like Tony Shalhoub. I don't get this one at all. I, I can see it's kind of like a clowny sort of, you know, like character, no. you know, like. No, I, don't get it. I, yeah. And I think they said in the blurb, uh, what, what did they read it? What Tony they said Shalhoub's about brilliant take on the Time Lord as a devious, scheming chess master couldn't stave off the show's imminent cancellation. Right. You see, that's almost saying that Sylvester McCoy is not to blame for the right. <laughs> show's cancellation if you put that into like UK terms when he actually was in my heart anyway right anyway um, Eighth Doctor Paul McGann Jeff Goldblum great yeah yeah really great is. yeah absolutely like, absolutely that's just the perfect uh, and I think you should read the little blurb about how they how smart they were when they put okay, this list so, together okay so Paul McGann was an, a, like a pri- like he was a just one kind of made for TV movie in made America. in the U- US right. it was the first time it's made in the US so 
This one says, uh, the show was revived in 1996 by UK's BBC in an attempt to revamp the show for British audiences. Viewers were worried that the essential Americanness would be lost, <laughs> but to assuage their fears, an American actor was cast. Jeff Goldblum's neurotic, excitable doctor was a perfect fit for the 90s audiences. U.S. fans' fears of Britishification proved to be somewhat true when the doctor controversially didn't kiss his companion. Right. Because Paul McGann kissed his companion. Right. And it was kind of like, whoa. Right. Yeah. It's uh, really good. Unfortunately, the show was never picked up by Goldblum's doctor, survived only in podcasts, which, seeing as it was the mid-90s, nobody was able to download. Right. So. That was great. And uh, perfect the way they kind of encapsulated that, that kind yeah. of switcher like that. And Jeff Goldblum, a masterful choice. Uh let me see. Night Doctor. Let's bring it all back in 2005 with Christopher Eccleston. Nicholas Cage. He has to be the Doctor, for oh Christ's sake. God. Holy oh. fucking shit. Oh, man. Yeah, that's... Uh, uh, what this is with Genius, too, is the show was reborn in 2005, headed by head writer Joss Whedon. Yeah, they solidified the show in the good. minds of the public. They needed to cast an established actor as the lead. Nicholas Cage approached Whedon and begged to be cast. He was the lifelong fan of the show, even having the entire interior of the TARDIS tattooed on the inside of his left arm, <laughs> naming his first daughter Roman de Valandre de Delandor. Uh, the show and Cage was a huge hit, regenerating the program for a new generation. Despite this, Cage opted not to return for a second series. Right. Um, and obviously that's a kind of throwback to the whole Superman, Nicholas Cage being Superman, Colin's kid Jor-El having right. a tattoo, blah, exactly. blah, blah. Brilliant, though. Really, really cool. Tent Doctor, uh, also one of my favorites, uh, number two uh, behind Tom Baker. <laughs> uh David Tennant. Uh, 10th Doctor, Sam Rockwell. You know, I think it's good. Yeah, that's the only one I, I guess I couldn't really, you know, just because it's so hard for me to imagine someone, you know, like, right. like some of this inverse sort of, uh, you know, I like bizarro Sam, universe. Yeah, I like Tenth Sam Doctor. Rockwell. I do too. He's, I do he's too. cool. But yeah. like, I could see he'd probably do a good job. Yeah. Um, 11th Doctor, uh, Matt Smith. Uh, 11th Doctor, Donald Glover. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, see that. I, I like mean, Donald Glover. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, he's cool. Yeah. Um, 12th Doctor, uh, Peter Capaldi. 12th Doctor, Brian Cranston. Brilliant choice. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah. And I love the way they're coming back off, like, uh, Peter Capaldi's In the Loop, um, that crazy X-rated show that he was in on the BBC where he cursed constantly as Malcolm, the crazed Malcolm. And then, of course, they come, come back that with uh, With the same Cranston's. thing with, yeah, find out how they do after Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah. Breaking Bad, from yeah. Breaking Bad to Doctor Who. It's brilliant. It's yeah. really, really well Very done. Clever. And then and then they round it out perfectly with the War Doctor, which for me is, and that's for us, is John Hurt. Yeah, the War Doctor, Harrison Ford. Fucking hell, of yeah. course. Brilliant, yeah. And then he gets to be Blade Runner. He gets to be fucking Han Solo, Indiana well, Jones. Well, not in this universe. This <laughs> would all be, it'd be flipped, you know. John Hurt. John Hurt. Uh, Indiana Runner. Jones. <laughs> Not Indiana Jones, because like Indiana is like a U.S. state. So let's go all the way. Yorkshire Jones, right? <laughs> Yorkshire Jones, uh, Han Solo, John Hurt is Han Solo. Uh, um, yeah, that's weird. The Blade Runner, because John Hurt to me has always been old. Well, I guess not in Aliens, but so that would mean Harrison Ford would be an Aliens, but or an yeah. Alien. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but that's uh, yeah, very clever, right very well done. Yeah. Props to uh, to the the genius behind this list who huh? who wrote that does it say uh, i can't remember it says uh jamie friendly old bum uh, all right well good job you yeah um so on to uh a little bit we're obviously you know we're going to stick on who for a little bit because we did last time we talked we talked about the 50th anniversary and how awesome it was and how great that was and the, how brilliant a job they did at least that we thought they did sure um leading up to it and the actual fact but now we've experienced the uh finale of uh the big chin loon my favorite doctor <laughs> that's a joke right. um mr matt smith yeah what do you think i mean you know 
people have talked about ad nauseum. If you're a Doctor Who fan, you've read all the blogs, you've seen it, whatever. So we won't push upon it too much. But I think the biggest thing that I've taken away from this is that uh, that episode kind of turned you around a little bit on Matt Smith. Yeah, kind of did. Mean, I'll tell you, the 50th anniversary and this episode turned me around on Matt Smith. And I, and I swear, for me, this episode kind of encapsulated my journey with Matt Smith as well. It mimicked my journey. Um, at the start, it was shit. This is what I felt about right, the right. finale. It was, your opinion, yeah. it was a terrible uh, episode overall. I think it was pap throughout. It was holes in the in the in the storyline. It just kind of I didn't really care, uh, you know, about the Christmas thing. And then when he aged, it just it just rang untrue to me. It just I just wasn't getting it. I wasn't in it. Um, but. Like all over the place from a story standpoint, but the last five minutes were fucking incredible. Yeah, and 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 there was not one sniff of a tear from me, you know, Mister Emotional, um, until the very end. And he got me. He fucking got me yeah. to cry, and I did. Yeah. And it was just the whole. It was the Amy Pond showing up again, like his Rose Tyler, his Sarah Jane Smith, his Adric. Well, maybe not Adric, but you know, you get what right, I'm saying. Right, right, yeah. Amy Pond showed up, and the way she took, she put her hand on his cheek, and you know, it was just, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it again. And then, you know, what he said when he pulled off the bow tie and the things he said, it was, it was, it was cool because it was almost like Matt Smith was actually talking not the not doctor as the doctor like he's right. like I will never forget one moment of this right. as me as the doctor and it was brilliant and I was crying again now, not as much as Tennant but sure. where I wept openly but I definitely they did pop out and uh, it was great so like I said I, I hated it at the start but liked it at the end just kind of the way Matt Smith has run his course for me right so brilliantly done I mean again in doing that being able to turn me around over those few years it was and, his run condensed into and once again an in that run. episode I was like yeah he's gonna go out exactly the way he should shit and then he came good at the end, and it was it, it was fucking brilliant. It was yeah. really, really touching. I loved it. What about you? Uh, I, I, you said it, man. I don't, I'm not going to say the same things over and over and over. I will say I, I did fall victim to the same thing that I fall victim every time a new doctor regenerates. Uh, I was leery about the Capaldi, the first that one and fi- the one and only scene in there. Yeah. I was just like, uh, I don't like it. <laughs> you see, I did uh, like it, but uh, then again, it it, it right. plays into my whole thing. Uh, but I mean, I did. I said the same thing about David Tennant. I said the same thing about Matt Smith. You know, just at, at first, it was just like, oh, I don't know about this. I don't know about this. So I mean, so having that knowledge and you know right. my arsenal, I'm not going into right. it, you know, uh, skeptical or pessimistic. But I did fall victim to that. Like, oh, really? This is the oh, okay. Let's see. I mean, uh, it's it's in, so different. In, in Moffat, we trust. I guess. Yeah, uh, we'll see. So, it's so I'm, different. I mean, it did. I'm excited and looking forward to it. Hashtag right. kidneys. Right. You know, yeah, and it's funny because I when I watched I, I immediately tweeted like something like oh my god I love Capaldi awesome hashtag kidneys and then I saw that kidneys then was trending worldwide. Oh, that's awesome. so everybody was hashtagging kidneys. Sure. Um, I, I don't know. I, I you know obviously going into it you know the way it sets it up in my head because I'm so seemingly one single minded about this the way Baker followed uh, or Davidson followed Baker who I, I wasn't a big Davidson fan and then, like as Matt Smith followed Tennant and then I was a big Colin Baker fan so Capaldi obviously I'm automatically I'm already I'm already into it right you know and I, I love Peter Capaldi I think he's a really good actor and I think he's going to bring a lot and then having Ben Wheatley um, direct f- some episodes of initial episodes I believe um, is going to be just incredibly disturbing hopefully and awesome so I, I like the idea of having a um, like a, a companion s- sticking through the regeneration right. because it it almost like seeing Capaldi with you know the first time on the screen, it 
kind of put me in the companion's shoes. You know, mm-hmm. like you've you've gotten so attached to, or you've, you know, you're familiar with one person, and then you're watching them change, and you have that apprehension, which you assume the companion's going to do too. You know, what Rose right. Tyler did with, um, you know, Eccleston yeah. and, and Tennant, um, and it was it's kind of I think it's kind of cool because it actually it it's, it makes it a little bit more immersive. Like you you can you feel the same emotions that they feel a little bit, right. and it's really weird to think about. Yeah. But, um, I mean, it's kind of like a meta. It's like you know, being in the show in the show or something like that. Right. But, so I, I like that idea. I like that you know as a mechanic to kind of a mechanism to get to know a new person because yeah. you're seeing it through their eyes yeah. and you're actually so yeah I think I, again I'm, I'm kind of excited and I, how do you feel I mean I think Capaldi's going to be he's going to enter this and it's going to be sciencey cranky kind of take charge not that f- he's not I don't think he's going to be that much fun you know what I mean he's not going to be like jokey loony guy uh, well I mean I don't think he's going to be clowny like no. like Smith was but uh, mm-hmm. it'll be interesting I mean it'll be different They so far they've all been he's going to be a more serious so. I think yeah so we're looking forward to it yeah I can't it's wait it's going to be brilliant and this year I think I believe so at some point this year they're filming yeah. now so yeah um, so yeah that's uh, Doctor Who oh we weren't supposed to talk about that though were we yeah I know so for all you guys who have been tuning out for the past 15-20 minutes you know hang yeah. on tight we'll talk about something else now and then don't forget ne- Ne- our next episode, we'll definitely talk about Doctor Who then too. All right? yeah, it's just all Who, just two hours of straight Doctor Who talk. <laughs> I my brother sent me something um, about a, a, a different podcast actually, and I was listening to it, and then they played this theme song that brought back a lot of memories from when I was a kid, and um, I thought, oh, that was a really good theme song and TV show and then I thought okay. well it was actually like a kind of a there was an original though to this show All and right. then I started thinking about that and then kind of like well which one was better so we're going to do that we're going to so compare the themes I'm going to compare the themes okay. and we're going to compare the shows and we'll talk about that for a little bit alright so the first one of these is this Versus this. Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Iceman and Firestar. Okay, so I don't know the exact years. Nineteen sixty-seven. For that the was. I was going to say the first one had sixties, late sixties yeah. written all over it. Yeah, and we're looking at I think early eighties for yeah, the, the Spider-Man and the and his amazing friends. Yeah, Spider-Man's yeah. not just Spider-Man. It was Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Right. Um. So first of all, I wasn't born in the sixties, but anyway, no, we weren't born in the sixties. Right. But you know, it was on TV and stuff. Uh, let's talk about the themes. Right. Okay. I think initially, and then we'll talk about the actual shows itself, shows themselves. Um, what do you think of the themes? Which one wins that battle, that epic battle? Uh, what, okay, that's that's hard. That's hard because yeah. the first one. But uh, we're going to pick a winner here right, today. No, well, dude. all right. Well, the first one um, is very, very sixty, or you know, like sixties, and it is kind of expositional. You know, it's like 
if you're just sitting down for the first time, you're like, who, who is this Spider-Man guy? Right. You know, it tells you everything you need to know. Right. You know, he catches, Turn the sun. catches fle- uh, thieves, thieves just, just like, like flies. flies. Right. Uh, it's campy and it's cheesy, but everyone knows the words to that song, right. even if they've never seen it. And it's been, you know, like an, in uh, a, a lot of the Spider-Man movies, um, you know, I, I think it was the, maybe the first one. Yeah. There was like a busker in the subway singing that song with a guitar. Yeah. And it was just like, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. I think they allude. Um, that one, people automatically allude back to when they think it's Spider-Man, I think. Right. I think it's Spider-Man's theme. It's that, it's the running bass. It's like the Batman. Yeah, it's like uh, Scooby-Doo. Nah, nah, I mean, that's nah, what nah, it kind nah, of, nah, you know. Same kind of thing. Yeah, it's like that's, that 60s cartoon resonant, where. resonates still. Um, Not that I don't love Amazing Friends because, you know, but that's. Oh and no! I like think you said, Spider-Man is inherently '60s. '80s friends are amazing friends, like inherently '80s. Right, very, very '80s. You know, super synthy sound. But it kind of gives you an idea of what you're getting into, too. You know, like that's it's a good it's it's like, intros. It's like, oh, this is going to be an exciting show. There's you know, Spider-Man. The, the, like the, there's a dude called Iceman. Right. And there's a chick called Farstar. Right. And you just, uh, I, and I, I can't remember what the opening like scenes were, but just based on the songs, I, I feel like the first one, Spider-Man and I are going to sit around a campfire. And like sing folk songs, you know. And then the second one, hey, we're gonna go fucking fight some crime. Oh, okay. No, we're, gonna, completely disagree. We're, gonna, we're gonna fight some crime with our friends, and I it's gonna be no, rocking. Fuck that. I oh, get no. completely disagree. The first one is like, it's it, it, it's more real in a way, even though it looks terrible. I mean, to, yeah. to be honest with you, it's like almost like that. You know, those kind of like the old Fantastic Four cartoon. Um, that was a thing. Remember that? Oh yeah. And they 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 didn't have the um they didn't have uh, they had an extra little friend who was a robot, robot. because they didn't have uh, Johnny Storm in it, right? Yeah, yeah, because he was already he'd already been sold out by by to another company, and they didn't have the rights to have. The, okay. the, so they had a robot, robot guy. Sure. anyway. But in that cartoon, it used to be like like a kind of a. a a fixed drawing getting moved across the screen. That's what I imagined with the si- like. Just Which, listen to the Spider-Man, right? But Spider-Man wasn't quite that way. It what? was still animation. He was still, for the most part. But I think that he's more real. It's like that. It's like the original Star Trek. Everything goes back to that Star Trek right. and Doctor Who and Star Wars. But the original Star Trek, where he saw the the ship rotating around the planet, right? Sure. And then the next generation, it just looked so good. It, it looked fake. You know, the original, it looks kind of shitty it looks more real to me in my mind does okay. that make sense yeah i guess yeah, so i guess yeah. that's where i think of spider-man and the, the the theme itself is just better just overall just a better musically oh uh, see i don't you know, know man music theme no i, I goes i the second one reminds me more of like the battle of the planets theme song you know it's just right. bigger and it's just like right. you know just like yeah okay i'm amped up let's get this show on the road so but you the just first did one just you like, just did the first one it's big and it's like there's a you know like the band there's things yeah, going but you on you just did the first one sing. no i was trying to do the battle of planets not that i don't love it too i'm no, you know for, for me i think just i love both the, of them the theme songs alone I, th- I think that the second one and maybe it just resonates more with me because i remember sitting there watching that cartoon right saturday after saturday after saturday yeah, so I don't maybe know. that's what it is. Maybe I think it's the original nostalgia. Well, you know, let's let's let our no, listeners just like figure the, it out. the first one. Just F- first one's better, and all of these things are awesome. I'm not I'm not taking yeah. anything away from it, but I just like I imagine watching that first Spider Man, right? Followed by the Brady Bunch, followed by Gilligan's Island. You know, like that's just it <laughs> right. has that kind of '60s campy. You know, like the, like the first Spider Man show. I imagine the Harlem Globetrotters making an appearance. You know, like I bet they probably guest. did. <laughs> you know, that's 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 just what I imagine. I know, the first. And, I mean, as far as the show itself goes, okay, so we, we'll move off the themes, and we're split, obviously, between the okay. themes. So as far as the actual show goes, how do you feel about the original show? Do you I, remember watching too I much? I don't, and I don't remember too much about it at all. I mean, the second one I remember uh, very well, but right. the first one, I, and I don't know that, I mean, I'm sure I've seen an episode somewhere, and I 
but I can't picture it in my head. I can't. Right. I'll, I think about the Spider-Man 70s TV show, right. which was terrible. That um, was and terrible. And so that's that maybe really that making bad. that kind of, you know. That was really bad, actually. Yeah. We should talk about that yeah. someday at length. Um, but the, uh, I think the original show, from what I can remember, it was more of, um, you know, it seemed like it was licensed out again um, to a, you know, someone who didn't necessarily own the whole, all, all the trademarks for Marvel. Right. Because I don't remember the, re- I remember Doc Ock was in it once, but there wasn't too, like sometimes you just fight against the bad guy. Right. You know, it wouldn't be necessarily the Kingpin or the Lizard, or I think the Lizard was in one episode, but um, it was more about, you know, a crime lord, crime boss, sure. and he was fi- or a crazy madman guy, but no one specific to his actual universe or to right. the actual comic book. So in that way, I think it, it kind of, it, takes away from it a little bit yeah but it was really know? i mean because it's very basic it has to be though but i mean think about the, the spider-man as a character had only existed for a few years right so it hadn't had this whole you know had enough time to really create right you know arch enemies and backstories and right. stuff like that whereas by the 80s you know the yeah, marvel Spider-Man was still pretty is, new compared to like dc at that time yeah i think was it uh 63 was spider-man's like when he came out i think that was his first year i think it was 63 so in 67, it had only existed in print for right. four years. There wasn't a lot to go on. Right. Right, so. right. But as far as, but then compared to The Amazing Friends, I mean, I don't know, that show was just, for me and for you, I know, it was like awesome because. Oh, it was. Because every week they were going to introduce, they introduced someone yeah. new that we were like, oh man, I can't believe. Craven the Hunter. Right. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know? And that was really cool. And they did, t- I remember they took a lot of liberties to, and you know, create new characters and people who didn't exist in, you know, prior right. and like, you know, um, yeah, and they like had Bobby Drake was, you know, he's like, hey, I'm kicking around with Spider-Man. We're like, well, wait, yeah, that was, with the, I mean, yeah, that were really, you guys going to, uh, they're all going to you school know, together and then, yeah, and then I didn't like that and I didn't like the way he turned into Iceman too because he never did that. Oh, like from the ground up and yeah, then and just turned into a block of ice. Of yeah, right. like, I mean, I get it, but, and then right. they had like a secret lair where they pulled the, Every time Aunt May came in the room, they had to like pull pull the cat down, and then the the giant screens would pop up. The computer, the computer screens and stuff, and that was always bollocks too. Yeah, when you're a kid, you're like, "Fuck yeah, I want that as my bedroom." Yeah, but 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 I'd also been I'd also been reading the Spider-Man comics at that point. I was like, "Oh, that's kind of shit," because he doesn't do that. And then Farstar was in it, and she was made up. Right, she was made up. She wasn't a real. And a lot of their video, the villains I remember weren't like real proper villains either. And and Farstar was shit. Let's be honest. Yeah, it was just no. I mean, no, no. I mean, like it was. She yeah. just bugged me. And like yeah. a little boy, I mean, you know, I was like, why is this girl hanging out with Spider-Man? And okay, Einstein, I guess, but right. who's this girl who did, who they made up hanging out with Spider-Man? That's bullshit. And and also you could see her vagina. Oh, I didn't know that. If you look back on the on the cartoons, you can see her vagina. Yeah. It's like, it's the V. Okay. You know, when she's in her costume, at the, I mean, throughout the show, you could, like, you could see her. It was just like hiding nothing. <laughs> it was just like camel toe. Is that just what it's kind of but without the middle part, oh, you know, right. without the, the in between the toe. But right. it, it's like, it's, what the fuck's that all about? Hmm. That's a very sexual car. And I even thought about that when I was a kid. Like, that's kind of weird. Like, yeah. you kind of see her, you know, there's no bulls in Spider Man's pants, you right. know. Have you, that's the thing about Iceman, you know, he like turns into like one solid block of ice, but he's not wearing any clothes, and he's kind of very asexual. <laughs> Like a candle. I mean, because he was like naked. An icy like, you know, he's like sliding around on the thing, and he's no. Was icy. he naked though? But he was. He I mean, his clothes are all ice. But then they crack off. I guess I don't. I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. Because I think when he changed, it's weird how like how when you get clothes. older you get so cynical. You yeah. know, like well, that's yeah. fucking bullshit. That's terrible. What? Why is, is Ice Man's naked? First, he's got a vagina. What's and, up with that? And, and I love how we're like we hate how he turns into ice. 
not questioning <laughs> the fact that he turns into ice. It's how he oh, does it. No, right. That's, We're gonna be that's over, the ridiculous critical. part of right. it. That's Bloody the ridiculous hell. part of it. Yeah. Um, so I think from a show perspective, the second one was definitely superior. Right. So we agree on that. We just we disagree. I on still the, can't the understand why you don't think the original theme, theme song is better than the new one. Uh, it's so much better. Too much camp for me. Fucking bollocks. Yeah, it's... All right, so whatever. All right. Spider-Man's Amazing Friends wins as far as Visually. an overall show. Right. And we're split we're on split. the themes. Right. We'll do this again with other shows or other things, and we'll, yeah. we'll come back and see see yeah. how we align. Okay, Dave, you know what's about a month away now, right? What is a month away, Adam? Planet Comic Con. Woohoo! I know, March 14th, 15th, and 16th. Awesome. Uh, looks like a pretty good lineup this year. Um, the bi- of course, the big reveal was that William Shatner is going to be there, which is kind of a big pull for Kansas Dude, City. It's huge. I mean, I mean, I mean, it really is. I mean, it's. I, yeah. I'm fucking stoked. Um, and the list, the list of like the secondary people, it's pretty good. Like LeVar Burton, uh, Chad Coleman from Walking Dead, Michael Dorn, who's Worf, uh, Jonathan Frakes, uh, the obligatory Margot Kidder. <laughs> Uh, uh, Lee Majors, I mean Lee, Lee Majors, Ma- the Bionic Man. Lee Majors, come on. Yeah, uh, um, also, yeah, you can't have the highs without the lows. Yeah, Sylvester McCoy. Oh, fuck, that's right. I've yeah. forgotten Sylvester. I mean, it's fuck. It's really cool that we're having yeah, a doctor. Cool. Yeah, but the worst doctor right. ever. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, oh, didn't even really want to meet him. No, no, I you do. Punch him. Right. No, you do. You do. <laughs> Thanks for almost ruining our show. Uh, let's see who else. Uh, Gates McFadden, John Ratzenberger. Which at first I was like, why is he there? And then I realized that he was in Empire. Yeah. And uh, Superman and every Pixar movie ever made. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Shatner. Um. Brent Spiner. So it's um, essentially the whole Next Generation cast, aside from Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart. Correct. Uh, Will Wheaton's coming back. And uh, this year, Our we, nemesis. we get the uh, the Blue Ranger this year instead of the Black Ranger. <laughs> um, yeah. So, Woo-hoo! and then uh, that Sunday. No Lou Ferrigno to smash our wallets again. No, no. Lou Ferrigno. Boo. No. He's, Sylvester McCoy is taking the Ferrigno spot this year. Or is, Sylvester, or is it going to be Lee Majors to bionically uh, bionic our walk, right. wallets away? They're just like, no, 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 yeah. no, the wallets out. <laughs> In slow motion, we can't move. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's got our money. <laughs> Um, it's going into his pocket. And I think it's Sunday is the Tractacular, and that's when it's going to be a panel of the Next Generation cast, and it's going to be moderated by um, um, Will Shatner. So, Which I mean, is, I mean, that's amazing. It, yeah, I mean, it's a big pull for Kansas City. And one, one big problem, though. Tickets, are, tickets in the front were 179 bucks a piece. That's insane. Yeah. And I, you know, you know me, I fucking, original right. Shatner is a dream. I sure. mean, I have to meet him at some, or not even meet him, just see him. Right. And, but. Uh, 179 yeah, bucks. But, I mean, per William person? Shatner. Uh, Shatner is the stones of the nerd world. You know, what I mean, like no, there are a few other people though. that w- can draw that kind of money. You know, what I mean, that's that's. I don't know if I pay 179 bucks to see like a, you know, like a like a band, like to see the Stones. You know, well, maybe not the Stones but, or the Beatles. I mean, right. I don't know if I would pay that. I mean, that's a lot of fucking money, right? But you know, you can go see the Beatles. Or, well, no, you can't. But you could go see the Stones, and front row tickets for the Stones are going to be a lot more than 179. Yeah, you get the cheap seats. Cheap seats. Yeah. For forty five bucks, which we're going like, to okay, go yeah, for, yeah, we'll do that. Um, and that's why we're talking about it is that we're um, planning on uh, not just attending the Comic Con, but we're planning on having a booth there, right? And part of the booth is what we're going to do is for those three days, we're going to set up all of our gear. We're going to have three microphones set up. It's going to be Davy and I in an empty seat, and we're going to invite anybody and everybody coming through the Comic Con to come and sit down with us, right. visit with us. We're going to have uh, like a board behind us that has five topics of that day, right. and anybody can come in, sit down, and for like two minutes, we'll talk about one of those topics with that person and let them talk and, you know, 
you know, tell we'll it, just to, interact with yeah, them. Yeah, just interact with them and let them actually interact and let them, you know, and let it be like an interactive experience. And, and then, if they're good, well, then we'll do it. We'll put oh, it on the of course. podcast. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we'll edit it down and it'll just be one long, super long uh, right. um, Planet Comic Con recap. Like uh, four hour podcast. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, we'll, just, we'll, talk, so. we'll just live stream it too. That'd be kind of cool. Um, so, yeah, so hopefully um, we're, we've got things in the works right now trying to put that together. So, uh, you guys should come down, come see us, visit with us. What are the dates in, in the show? 14th to the 16th, right? March 14th, 15th, and 16th. Yeah, Bartle Hall. Bartle Hall. Yeah, Planet Comic Con. You can get your tickets now. Go to planetcomiccon.com. Um, and bring all your money with you because it, there are fine ways to take it from you. Yeah, a lot of Happens ways. And, that, and for our booth, will be free. See, that's uh, the thing. Yes. You know, like. Free and hugs. No, no, not hugs. No, not Maybe hugs. high fives. Maybe. Right. Yeah. Maybe some free high fives. And we might be even wearing, well, we might be wearing a costume. Well, yeah. one of us might one be wearing One of us might be wearing a costume, yeah. There's just. 90% uh, we'll, possibility? Well, we'll yeah, see. Okay. We'll, okay. Right. But uh, yeah. yeah, so come by and see us at Planet Comic Con because we are, we are going to be there and we're going to have a booth there. So we would love to see you. Yeah. And uh, that brings us to... Uh, our usual uh, bookend yes. of uh, our show, which is uh, Movies That I Love That Are Shit, which um, today I have... Um, I don't know if it's one of the stronger ones I have. Okay. But uh, definitely there's, a, there's, there's some meat on this bone, I think. Um, this film is from 1985, I believe. Okay. Um, based on the Destroyer series. See if Adam can get this from the small, the few clues I have. Based on the, the Destroyer series of books, which are some kind of, I guess, kind of pulp fiction books from way back. Okay. Um, it uh, was directed by Guy Hamilton, who uh, was uh, the man behind the camera for Goldfinger, uh, Live and Let Die, multiple James Bond films. All right. And, uh, and many, many more. Very re- reputable uh, film director. Um it stars Fred Ward and is Remo Williams, oh, The Adventure, Adventure Begins. Begins. Yes. Now, doesn't that Fantastic. fit perfectly into this category? It really does. So, Remo Williams, The Adventure Begins. Fred Ward's a cop that supposedly dies in the job and then is offered the chance at a new life as a secret assassin for the president, no doubt. For the president, Right. Yes. So, tell me, like, this shit doesn't happen every day, right? Right. It yeah. does, doesn't no, it? No, I mean, it does. it's it happening does. all it's the time. Right now, yeah. Right. And his, <laughs> his appearance is altered. Which basically they shaved his mustache off. Yeah, yeah. So you had the mustache at the start. They shaved it off. Hey, who is this new guy? Yeah, no one's gonna yeah. recognize him now, right? right? It's yeah. the it's the it's the Superman glasses, Clark, no glasses, Clark right. Kent kind of idea. That's all it takes. Yeah, no one's gonna recognize him now with the, without the mustache. He and the organization that he works for is called Cure C U R E, which I, it's an acronym. I don't even know what what that is. Like Smirsh or you know whatever. It's like right. those silly acronyms. But with their task with preserving all that we hold dear. Um, in the Constitution by completely ignoring it in, in its entirety. Right, yeah. So, and this is kind of the premise. Wilfred Brimley is, he's the, the head of Smith. The head of Smith. Cure. He's, right. the, he's, he's the head of Cure. So so what would you do, like if Wilfred Brimley one day came up to you and said, the government was corrupt and you couldn't trust it and you now had to become a master assassin working outside the law with a license to kill. Well, what would you do? If you're a 10-year-old boy, you think like, fuck, fuck yeah, yeah, I'm in. Right. Can I be like two of them? But in the real world, you think that this mental old codger uh, he was he was nuts and 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 how could you maybe kind of sidle out of the room he was in so right, right. Just, not make uh, eye contact yeah. <laughs> but you know without him noticing you but like I'm honestly like watching this you know when I was younger it was like whoa this I'd, I'd shave this off my mustache awesome. yeah. <laughs> totally. I'm gonna grow a mustache just so I can shave it off so I can be shave my of, mustache and beard so I can be part of the cure just so I can be like you know uh, you know yeah part of yeah. the cure so um so he he meets up or he's instructed to meet this guy Chun who's his uh, his sensei, you right? Know? Yeah, and uh, he's an Asian dude, South Korean, South South Korean, uh, in 
quotes in air quotes right. because he's actually Joel Silver. Yes. No, sorry, Joel Gray. Right. Uh, who's about as Asian as like Morgan Freeman. So right. Uh, everyone doesn't know Joel Gray is. Uh, he's uh, he was in the only other thing I can remember him being in is Cabaret with Liza Minnelli. <laughs> okay, that's. I mean, that, I'm years sure that got the gig. Right? Yeah, but. Wait, the Joel Silver? Oh, you got this gig. Joel Gray. Not oh, Joel, Joel Gray. Silver. Yeah, that, not, right, right, that, yeah, yeah, I, right, I made that mistake right, already yeah. once. Not Joel Silver, who is the producer for all those great action right. movies from the 80s. Yeah. Uh, but it's a nice little racist touch here that kind of harks back to like different times. Like It's got like a touch of the oh, blackface I mean, face about it. Oh, I for sure. It, yeah. Right. Absolutely. Right. It's like um, it's the same thing that happened. And, and Guy Hamilton didn't direct You Only Live Twice, but it's the same thing that happened in You Only Live Twice where Sean Connery was turned into a Japanese guy. And basically oh, yeah. all they did was put a wig on him put some prosthetic kind of eyelids to make his eyes smaller and then dyed his skin yellow with lemons. Yes. Right. Yep. Because that's the way it works. Yeah. And then suddenly, he's a Japanese bloke. Yep, just passing. Right. Just walking down the street. And so, just, yeah, that's just, what they did. Yeah. Oh, Hagazamas. Right, and that's what they did in... Ohio Gozaimasu. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta be careful here. That, that's what we did in no, that was, you know, Sean Connery as a Japanese guy. <laughs> oh, really? Yo, yeah, yeah. I thought you were just being racist. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> so, uh, so that's when 007 got turned. Same kind of principle, I guess. So, but I have an interesting side note about Joel Gray. Uh, I did meet him once when I came over here. Uh, I waited on him my very first job. In, uh, in, I thought you were gonna in, say in he Kansas. worked at Blockbuster with him. <laughs> No. no, fuck you. Okay. <laughs> uh, when I was working at a downtown hotel, he came, and I have no idea who he was. Right, I have no clue. But there was a one of my coworkers like flipped the fuck out, like, and he was this big kind of um, Native American dude, and he's like, "That's fucking Joel Gray," and I'm like, "Who the fuck is Joel Gray?" <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but he's like, "That's the dude from Cabaret," and so I'm like, right. "Okay, okay, that's right. awesome, I suppose." So I I never really understood why is it, he was so excited. I mean, unless he was probably a big Remo Williams fan too. Must have, who isn't? He really. must have been. So also in this film was uh, was Kate Mulgrew, uh, was as Major uh, Major Raid, Raiden Fleming or something was her name, um, uh, which I, I I mean Kate Mulgrew I I actually really liked in in Orange Is the New Black. If you watched oh, that, yeah show? yeah she's great, brilliant in that. But for my money, she's like the worst Trek captain. There's been in, from Voyager. I, I, I never, and the worst Trek show, I, right. I, to be honest, yeah. as well. I never really liked that show, and I didn't think she was, you know, I, not that she wasn't a great captain or whatever, but I just never connected with her character, sure. and I never really connected with Voyager because of that. Like this, which sucks because, you know, someday I think, oh, if I have the time, I'll sit down and watch that entire series because I, I never really watched any of it. Um, anyway, Remo kills a lot of bad dudes, and in, in, uh, on top of the Empire, or the Statue of Liberty, I remember that yes. in this film. Um. And at the end, the the little dude, Joel Gray in yellow face, we'll call it, uh, walks on water. Runs across the water. Right. I remember saying yeah, like yeah. some kind of Jesus moment there. Yeah. I was like, oh well, this is interesting. Um, so, but just the name of the film, like Remo Williams, the adventure begins. Kinda, Makes you think there's going to right, be right. There's going to be a series of. Films I think they that, they probably planned on that, right? I mean, well, there? here's the thing, there is a second one. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. I just like in the nineties, I think. Yeah, just it? late. Yeah, just early. Yeah, very early nineties or late eighties. Right. Just researching this, I was like, "Hey, there's like a, there was one called Remo Williams, The Legacy, All right. and but it didn't have Fred Ward or Joe Gray. It had some other dude and Roddy McDowell as Tune, the Sensei dude. Um. So, but there's some interesting things about this film anyway. The the it was nominated for an Oscar and this goes back to Flesh Gordon that All we right. talked about earlier on it was also nominated for an Oscar 
for best makeup, right? Yes. <laughs> uh, so just let wow. that kind of sink, yeah, sink in, in for yeah, a second. Yeah, so, yeah. so best makeup for the blackface, right? To make Joel Gray look like a South Korean, a South Korean dude. Yeah. So I don't even know as what much to as say you think about times that. have changed, man. Christ well, I guess Almighty. it's early '80s, but or mid '80s, but mid '80s, mid '80s, yeah, '85. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh. So it does have an a, a great '80s movie tagline, and this is the tagline for the movie. I'll try and do this in like a deep kind of voice with some gravitas. In the world. Yeah. There is an 11th commandment. Thou shalt not get away with it. This commandment has a name. Remo Williams. <laughs> that's perfect. That's the tagline for the movie. Um, it did make a little over 14 million bucks at the American box office. And as I said, like, Remo Williams, the prophecy, didn't have Fred Ward, but it had Rodney McDowell's tune. And, and I, I asked myself a question when I, so I was like, why haven't I seen this film yet? Probably because it's really impossible to get. I was going to say, it's probably in a see. vault somewhere. Like, don't so, ever. So, to kind of bring us all back around, Remo, uh, if you like your movies to like be action-packed and with secret government assassins who operate outside the outside the law like a, like a lethal A-team, almost with a little racism tossed in for good measure, Remo Williams' The Adventure Begins is the movie for you. Yeah, I remember being quite funny too, like especially Remo's like interactions with Chun. Like, yeah. Very, the whole thing was like kind of established like a father son for sure. Or whatever. Uh, I, d- I remember hearing something. So the 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 martial arts that Chun uh, is trying to teach Remo Williams, and it has a name. I can't remember the name of it, but it was fictional. It was made up. Sunanji or something. Some, yeah. it, and it came from the books. Shunanji. Like that's where you know yeah. the author created this, the, this guy's a master. So when they were casting this movie, I guess there were a few actors that like auditioned for the role of Remo Williams claiming to be black belts in that particular <laughs> type of martial arts. Made up martial arts? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's just, awesome. Uh, I'd love to know who those actors were. I'm, I'm sure there's a list. I, I can't remember. There is someone pretty famous, like a martial arts or action star, who had auditioned for the role, but I don't know if he was one of them that was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I got a black belt in that. Yeah. This yeah. would be a Chuck Norris vehicle, this film. You, you would know? think so, yeah. And back in that time, he was kind of, you know, Maybe he was like, doing what he was doing. I, I'm not shaving this mustache off. <laughs> well, he can shave it off. Well, I mean, there's nothing it, on there that's, you just, know, sharp enough to cut that, right, cut that that's hair. True. So Fair enough. I mean, that's, that's obviously the problem yeah. he runs the into. The beard stays. Yeah. So that's um, our movies that are shit that I love for this week. And also, that's our show for this particular time, too. So, um, yeah, I think. Yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks a lot for listening. And, and thanks for finding us on Facebook or on uh, the internet at headspaceinvaders.net. And then also, if, you're not, if you don't follow us on Twitter, please do at hspaceinvaders. Um, we always appreciate that. So, yeah. 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 Thanks for listening and uh, good luck. <laughs>